This is CliffCentral.com. Pan African Connect on CliffCentral.com. It is Monday afternoon. The time is one minute past three. My name is Rosie Mutene, aka the Afro Yiddish Princess. Welcome to my show. As, as you know, with Pan African Connect, we connect with beautiful, amazing people from across the continent. We've done music, we've done film, we've done art today. It's all about fashion, and I'm going to be speaking to two phenomenal designers who are based in South Africa, but who get the idea of what what the importance of what Pan-Africanism is about, and and how they express it through their work. But first, before we get into to to today's topic, we got to start with this. Yeah, uh huh. You know what it is. Black and Jewish, black and Jewish, black and Jewish, black and Jewish. Yeah. My name is Rosie Mutena, a.k.a. the Afro-Yiddish Princess. And today on my show, Pan-African Connect, we look at Pan-African fashion. And in studio, I have a phenomenal designer who, who's behind the label Batini Designs. And then later on, we're going to be ch- uh, chatting to a mother and daughter duo who are based in Cape Town, but originally from Zimbabwe. So I'd like to welcome my first guest, Batini. Welcome to my show. Hi, Rosie. Thanks for having me. It's only a pleasure. Sure. So... You're South African born, but yeah. your majority of your designs and your fabric and everything come from a, come from, come from across the continent. Yeah. Where did the idea come from to, to establish this, this, this label? Well, um, previously I used to work in corporate. In fact, I worked for one of the big, big banks in mm-hmm. South Africa up until about a year and a half ago. So I've always loved colorful fabrics, beautiful mm-hmm. textiles. So, um, on and off I've been collecting, not really knowing what I wanted to do. <laughs> and um, and just one day, because I had my brother passed away, mm-hmm. and he was the only sibling I had at the time, well, ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, while I was going through his things, I realized that he had quite a lot of plans, things to do that he wanted to do, but they never, he never really got to because he kept saying, "Oh, I'll do this." Yeah, I need you save procrastination is always. So I thought, you know what? Let me mm-hmm. do this now. I think I decided like a week after that that, you know, in like six months, I'm going to leave my job, and this is what I'm going to try and do and mm-hmm. build something, something that means. Something to me, yeah. You know? But I yeah. mean, it's. I mean, I always admire people who leave the the structured, comfy yeah. um, career, especially within the corporate sector, and mm. then following their hearts. I mean, what what were your challenges, and also what 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 did your friends and family say around? 
Well, my friends and family thought I was crazy, mm-hmm. um, but, but they were, always do. <laughs> but but there were there were quite a few that could see that could see how that could work better for me. Mm. I mean, when I resigned, my boss didn't even try to convince me. She she just knew that yeah. this is it for me, you know. And um, in terms of managing myself and and adjusting to the changes from a structured type of a everyday life to now everything being you know my responsibility, that mm. there was quite a huge adjustment. And I must say, with all the business experience I've had and all the training. I've I've had um, it's it's really quite different when you're doing it practically. Yeah, people, yeah. people think that entrepreneurship is you know it's your own hours, it's yeah. lots of fun. But yeah. the thing is, if you're not putting lots in the hours, at <laughs> 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 at the beginning of the month when when that when that um, the bank SMS goes exactly. through, it's like that frustrating <laughs> feeling. But now, uh, I mean, did you have any background in terms of design? Or? Yes, I I I've always loved clothes. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know that I loved it to this extent. Yeah, and um, I was taking sewing classes as a and pattern making classes just like part time mm-hmm. and it really hit me that I could really do this yeah. seriously and take it and I just I just put everything in it and so far it's been very good mm. the response has been great and i mean your designs how would you best describe them my designs are for everyday everyday women you mm. know women going to work women going out for drinks yeah. um you know i don't like to put myself in a specific Type of a um, genre. genre to yeah. say, yeah, if you could say that. But what it is, it's clothing for confident women who want to express themselves in many ways. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're different, if you like classical type of, you know, where you'll find something from me. If yeah. you're more like a hippie well, style. Well, you see, that's that. That's what I liked about it. And when I was when I was going through your different pages, mm. um, I mean, I saw that Lira's dressed in this beautiful, sexy little top, but then also saw a woman who doesn't have the same body as Lira. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it, it it at least transcends to, yeah. to everybody who feels confident enough to wear color. Yes. You know, um, yes. because that's also another thing which is really beautiful across the continent. Women have been dressing in color, mm. um, but the mo- majority of South African women, not so much. Uh, yeah, and more. Western, you yeah. know what I mean. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm a perfect example of that. It took me a while before I felt comfortable in that. Mm. Have you noticed that the transition is getting is 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 is? Did you notice the, the transition? Number one, yes. and are more South African women more comfortable in wearing it as opposed to just wearing it for like a traditional wedding or so forth? I think it's slowly, slowly moving away from being an event type of thing where you dress up for a specific event. Yeah, um, I'm getting more and more women coming in, you know, and. Um, they don't want to buy from shops anymore. They don't mm. want to look like everybody anymore. Yeah. So, you know, you know, someone will come in and say, oh, use this fabric, but please, if somebody else comes for the same one, please tell them it's finished. Yeah. Because you know, people, women want to be confident. They want to be seen. And plus on the general, there's that, you know, they're growing in their careers so they mm. can afford better to have custom made clothes as well. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely getting there. And in terms of your design team, how many people are making up? Is it is it a one man show? Is it typical uh, entrepreneurship? It's, <laughs> it's for now. It's me, and I have a tailor that helps me. Mm-hmm. He is responsible for the construction, but from design, pattern making, cutting everything. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's it's beautiful me. because then at least you know what what type of print is going to be going out. Yes, because it's your logo. Yeah. You know, and, and one, the quality checks. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, but I mean, talk, going back to, to women not wanting to look like everybody else. Mm. One of our biggest problems is, is the China market that's come in. Yeah. Um, how, what have your challenges been in terms of the type of fabric that you're using as opposed to a cheaper version of that? that is, I mean, you can definitely see it when, when you go into certain yeah. shops. Yeah. But what challenges have you overcome through that? The challenge with me is that with the Chinese ones, um, the prints are beautiful, mm. but the quality is really, really yeah. bad. 
And um, the quality that I use, I, I, it's not easy to find. Mm. I find that I have to constantly be asking people for, you know, contacts. And, you know, so I buy my fabric from people that move up and down um, t- from Ghana to here. Yeah. And there's a lady in, in Zambia who can send me some fabrics as well. Mm-hmm. But in terms of me walking into a shop and buying African print, mm. it's not going to happen. Like, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Because I get the, the, the inferior quality and I don't want my... My quality to variate from, you know, very good to now almost like yeah, very mediocre. light and, yeah, yeah, you know. So it is a challenge in terms of when you are, for the textile industry in South Africa, for them, for us to have proper um, access to these fabrics, yeah. it's really quite a challenge and it's not cheap either. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, well, I mean, you, you, as you said that you, you get people from across the continent, mm. but so do you just, if you know somebody is, for instance, going to be going to Ghana, do you just buy in bulk or how do you do it? Because I buy I mean, in bulk. There's a lady that now does it regularly. She helps me with the sort of bulk. Mm. Then I'll, I'll just send her pictures of what I like. And there are some standard prints that I always use. Right. Those ones she knows she always has to supply me with. Mm-hmm. But I also look around in, in town, in, you know, Yeovil has a few people as well that have yeah. quite a lot and, um, and choose what, what looks pleasing to my eye. Yeah. And that's what I present to my customers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when, when a customer comes in the door, mm-hmm. do you, do you already have like a set plan in terms of what type of energy they're carrying? Or do you d- strictly stick to, to like, for instance, if I come in and I say, I want to dress and I need to be like this do you how do you i try to influence i yeah. always try to influence and also get a little bit of me yeah <laughs> in each of their what they want mm. you know so i mean i i obviously want them to be relaxed and we'll probably would have would have chatted over whatsapp or over the phone yeah before just for me to get a sense of what their style is mm-hmm. and of the things that they've seen that has drawn them to me what it is that they liked yeah you know and um, it, when when they eventually come and see me, then it's it's a lot easier to you know, to yeah. conduct the, the entire meeting. Yeah, yeah. And where where have you showcased your work? I showcased my work in Pretoria. That was the first one in September mm-hmm. at the State Theatre. And oh wow! What was what was that function for? Uh, it was a Women's Month thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was part of the initiative that they were running at the State Theatre, and that was actually my debut mm-hmm. last year in September. And I did Soweto Fashion Week in uh, the, the winter. Um, the winter in Installment of it mm-hmm. earlier this year. Yeah. So since then, I've kind of been um, going like stopping in terms of going doing too many of these shows because mm-hmm. it you need time to process what works. Because usually when you have a line, only two or three yeah. will yeah. really hit the spot. But even yesterday, we we are pushing. I'm originally from Mamilodi. We're pushing Mamilodi Fashion Week, which mm-hmm. is a new establishment. Brilliant. And we're trying to really put Mamilodi on the map. So we were showcasing yesterday. We did a street show right in the middle of Mamilodi, which is oh wow, really quite exciting. And and how how did the the the, the community react to that? Because there were there were. I think people were skeptical. You know, when you're advertising, yeah. and because they're thinking ah, this is gonna be a flop. You know, yeah. I mean, this is Mamilodi. Things like this don't happen. Yeah. But it was well organized mm-hmm. and. And people had had fun. So now we're working on our um, next installment, which will happen in, in end of March, uh, beginning of April. Yeah. And have that twice a year yeah. going on. So, yeah. And, and then another thing that I wanted to find out from you was that in terms of the funding, I mean, have you mm. been doing it all on your own? Yes. Or, oh, wow. Pension wow. fund. <laughs> <laughs> sure, girl. Yeah, no, I took <laughs> the my dream, the dream. The dream is strong. Yeah, so the 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 corporate really helped. Yeah, for those years I saved. Yeah, I was forced to save, so now the money I just took and put in the business. Yeah, as just startup capital, and um, now I'm just running on you know as much as I. I'm really, I've really toned down. Try to keep things at a bare minimum in terms of expenses to try and keep myself 
Go yeah, and so I can absolutely. go and visit. Yeah. yeah. And and I mean you've got people coming in and, and buying specifically from you. Yeah. Do you see yourself um branching out to any form of franchise or marketing or Yes, um I'm hoping to what I'm working towards now is to get my clothes in stores so mm-hmm. people can readily, you know, just walk into a mall and find a Batini Designs original outfit. Mm. And um of course I want to continue with the custom design um side of the business as well. But I need people what, to what, what, explain to us what the custom design side of the business. So people come to you and mm. say, I'm, I'm going to a wedding or mm. I'm getting married. Right. I want something special that looks different from anything out there. And yeah. then we go through a consultative process where mm. we talk about designs and um, eventually we come up with what works for that particular person. Right, right. So that's not something you're going to see maybe on one or more than one person like mm. that specific thing right and the other things are more ready to wear every everyday type of clothes mm-hmm. or yeah that kind of thing those are the things that i'm trying to get into shops yeah or hopefully open my own no not hopefully it's gonna happen <laughs> yes you gotta change I must the word talking like yeah. that <laughs> and then and then across africa i mean where else i mean you, you spoke mainly about about getting your fabrics from ghana yeah have you looked into east african side um and also maybe getting your brand to 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 that part of the continent i've looked into it as, as, as in i've thought about it deeply and mm. it's one of my my things that I, I i'm praying and i'm i'm working towards getting my clothes yeah all across africa and in terms of sourcing fabrics, right now it's just the West African area because mm-hmm. that's what I can manage. Yeah. And um, but I I I'm working towards getting from different areas so that people when they come in I can share tell them this is from Kenya, just yeah. selection yeah. from Kenya, selection from so and so in place, you know. Just to give a bit more variety and to make them feel special. Because <laughs> <laughs> we all like to feel special. Yeah. And is it just is it unisex or just ladies? Um I do do guys um clothes as well. Mm-hmm. Actually that was not a choice that I made, but mm. when somebody comes with their boyfriend or husband and they're going to a wedding, like, yeah. can you please just use the same fabric, hint somewhere on the shirt? Yeah. So yeah, I'm now I'm getting into that. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it's a natural progression mm. into into that. As and well. uh, accessories and belts and and pan bags. Bags, just... bags. Now mm-hmm. I'm I'm toying with a few ideas. My mom does a lot of beadwork, so okay. we're trying to incorporate her beadwork with with um some of the textiles that I work with to make one of a kind. Um, clutch bags and um, a series of, of designs for, for bags. Yeah. Yeah. That's, we're, we're working on that for the coming, I think, over six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It should be out. Fantastic. Well, we're just going to take a quick break now. Oh. We're going to listen to Gina West featuring Kunle Ayu. I thought this would be the um, ideal song to play, considering you're speaking a lot about West Africa. Let them go. You are a one man show. Yes, you would cry and cry until your tears ran dry. Feeling sorry for yourself. You were full of bitterness. Then you realize you only have one life. You've got to make the best of it. You can shape your future. You got to set your mind. And you'll be sure to find the world's your oyster And leave the path behind you Don't look back Don't look back I Keep your eyes on the path 
gratis. Central.com. At iStore, we love Apple stuff, but we're only human. Sometimes we drop our iPhones on the road, face down, and it makes us sad. That's why we came up with iCare Plus, a nifty little product exclusive to iStore. For when stupid things happen to good people with awesome phones, it'll have your beloved iPhone covered for water, screen, and physical damage. So come to iStore. Why would you go anywhere else? Visit myistore.co.za for more info. T's and C's apply. Pan-African Connect on cliffcentral.com. Welcome back to the show. The time is 20 minutes past three. And today we're talking Pan-African fashion. And in studio, I have the vivacious and and daring Batini Kowane who left corporate and followed her passion, followed her dreams and, and has got this most amazing um, design line which I actually, how I found it was was just looking through Facebook, looking for different ideas and I was like, wait a minute, this is very, very dynamic but it was a name that I didn't know, you know and, and then I looked at, at the rest of the designs and I saw certain people wearing them and I was like, no, we need to, we need to delve a little bit more into this for a South African girl who's understands the Pan-African dream, if you want to call it that. You know, but let's, let's talk about some of the challenges you've had as, as a female entrepreneur. Because, you know, a lot of people think, well, 
you know, as, and we were saying this during the break that, you know, you can be creative, but if you don't have the business savvy and you can't balance the two, mm. you, you're going to fail. I mean, what, what have your major challenges been? Um, I think with me, it was that I just saw myself making clothes, beautiful clothes, and I initially didn't think about what the impact of that would be. Mm. So that means when you make clothes that people like, you have to multiply, you have mm. to get people to help you because initially I was only working on my own. Yeah. And, um, but in terms of negotiating with people that you work with from buying fabrics to finding a good tailor, mm. as a woman, you know, people think, especially if you're coming from a position where you've not been in that industry, yeah, people don't take you that seriously or they think you're playing. Mm-hmm. So it's, you really have to work two times harder to just show how serious you are in what you're doing. Yeah. And, you know, talking about the balance between being crea- creative and, and, um, and, you know, I'm, I mean, uh, balancing it with your, your financial management, because mm. business is financial management. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter it's how cool core you are. Anything. If you don't manage finances, you don't manage yourself as a person and yeah. as the business and separate you, yourself from the business. Mm. It's, it's not going to work. Yeah. You're going to make great things that are not going to go anywhere and you're yeah. not going to make the money that you could possibly have made if you just focus a little bit more. And so, support from, from other uh, key players within the fashion industry? Um, I'm not sure because I haven't had any or maybe I haven't looked mm. or maybe don't know in which areas to look. So what I'm trying to do is just put myself out there and use mm. every platform that puts me in, you know, in the public right. so that... I can mix with the right people that will say, oh, DTI here, or yeah. oh, go yeah. here, and all of that. Yeah. And um, I think my business is also in its infancy stage, so there's a lot of things that you learn um, as you go along. Mm. And mm. Um, what did you thought, theoretically, and versus doing it practically, totally different. Yeah, yeah. You've you got to wing everything <laughs> as you go. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much how, how it's, it's going at the moment. When, when somebody walks through the door mm. and, and they... St- they want to, they want, this is a design. They're mm. like, I'm going to a wedding. What is your first port of call? How do you conceptualize it? What is, what is the whole process that you go through? People these days, sure, are so easy. <laughs> hey. Oh, really? Oh, wow. I they you... come with pictures, 10,000 of pictures. Oh my gosh, I love this. I love yeah. that. I love that. Which gives you a pretty good idea of where they're going. Mm-hmm. So you just think about the bits and pieces of what they like in the different things yeah. and try to put that together and suggest how about this Mm. you know so it's a long consultative process with up and down change exchanging of pictures Mm -hmm. talking about that come in let's see if this works sending our of of, um, sample fabrics yeah sometimes even making the trips with them to the fabric store you know talking about pictures sketching and all of that Mm -hmm. in between yeah and um until they say yes this is it let's go yeah then then we start with the actual (laughs) okay i'll call you after a week for fitting yeah 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 yeah. And and um um in terms of in, um, of support from from your family and everyone, I mean, are they do they now understand mm. that's where where you're going and why you took this crazy step? My mom supported from day one. Beautiful. When I said I'm leaving that job, she's like, okay, so what are you gonna do? Mm. I said I'm gonna make clothes. Yes. Okay. Well, just do what you want, yeah. you know? You mentioned before that your mother does beadwork. I mean, yes. do you come from an artistic family? Yes. She also used to sew a lot for people, like curtains and things like that when mm. I was much younger. Mm-hmm. And then she stopped. So when I, you know, started getting interested in, in this, um, she would, she would, she would just say that, you know, 
this is my dream mm. and I'm so glad that you are into it because yeah. then you could take it a lot further than I could possibly have you yeah. know yeah because also we got the resources and exactly. we have exposed so much to yeah. you know to, to what's out there yeah but my husband is also very supportive mm-hmm. I mean when I told him I'm going he's yeah. like oh just go just go <laughs> You're go, lucky. don't worry. We'll figure this out. We'll figure it yeah, out. God, yeah. God will, God will figure out the way. Yes, I'm blessed. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I mean, does he have an artistic flair? Or, or yes. Well, I was just going to say because normally somebody with a very straight corporate mind, they're they like, you want to yeah. do what? Yeah, no, exactly. it's, it's a whole. <laughs> what about the house payments? What yeah. about this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So in the future, where where we where would you like to to see Batini Designs? International be? stage, yeah. Streets of Milan, <laughs> streets of Dakar, yeah. Everywhere, everywhere, yeah. Literally everywhere. That's that's where I want to see Batini. I want everybody to have a Batini design mm. and understand that it's not about what the clothes look like, but yeah. what they feel like in your body and what they look like inside. Because I put a lot of time. And uh, I pay a lot of attention to details, you know, the, the the finishing. It's not just about, you know, threads coming off and, you know. Yeah. It's like, it's at the end of the day, it's your, it's your, it's your, it's your, it's your brand that's yeah, going out. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to listen to Angelique Kidjoel because I thought she's also just a dynamic, powerful woman. And then we're going to be speaking to um, the ladies from, um, from, from Cape Town who are going to be talking about their designs. Malaika Nakupenda Malaika Malaika Nakupenda Malaika Ninge kuwa mariwe Ninge kuwa jaja Nothing and a money sing away. You get cool, Mamma Laika. Zasudu adu nyengu Beautiful, beautiful sounds of Angelique Kidjo and of course the well-known track Malaika. If you'd like to give us a call, the number is 0861-555-189. Of course, I'm on Twitter at cliffcentral.com or at princessrtm. And of course, we're also on Facebook and on Instagram. 
If you just joined us, we're talking about Pan-African fashion, and I've been speaking to Batini from Batini Designs, who is South African-based, but uses West African fabrics to create the most amazing, amazing designs. And now on the line, we have... Um, Taborai uh, Chirome, uh, who, who is behind the label of, um, uh, one of each, and they're based in Cape Town. Taborai, how are you? I'm fine, and you? How, how's it going, Rosie? Very good. I hope I, I pronounced your name correctly. Tamburai. Tamburai, I'm so sorry. Yes. <laughs> You're originally from Zimbabwe. Um, when, when did you guys come to South Africa? Okay, um, we've been in South Africa for 25 years, mm-hmm. so I came to South Africa when I was five years old. Yeah. Um, my parents relocated from Zimbabwe right. on a job transfer. Okay. But did, did so you did, here. did you come from a, a, a typically artistic and, and fashion-based background? Okay, well, I can say that um, I come from a very strong entrepreneurial background mm-hmm. um, where my mother is a very strong creative and uh, we run the business together. Mm-hmm. And my dad is very much a business and entrepreneur person. So basically, it's a balance of both. But from my mother's side of the family, the creative side is very, very strong. Yeah. Now, yeah. let's, let's, let's talk about, I mean, because you, you originally came from the retail space and your mother has been in, 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 the, in, in the design space for many, many years. Where did the mm-hmm. idea come to for the two of you to actually just collaborate and create these designs? Okay, we get that question a lot. So <laughs> I always sure. explain, <laughs> always explain to people that it's not a decision that we made. Mm. Um, we just saw each other working with each other. Um, and from a very young age, I would always be with my mom, um, within the industry and what she was doing. Yeah. But I always saw that there's potential to build a bigger thing and, a, and a proper brand. So that's how we actually then I mean, with my retail experience and um, my experience in banking as well, mm-hmm. we decided to put that together and create an actual running business that works really well. Yeah. And, I mean, you've chosen, you, you obviously chose, chose Cape Town because that's, that's where you've been living. What were yeah. your major challenges, um, first of all, starting in an in- industry where fashion basically infiltrates the market wherever you look, number one. Number two, yeah. um at, the t- at that time, there were very few uh, black fashion designers within the Cape Town space. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, well, what we did was we were always really interested in the travel market mm-hmm. um, to sort of provide a really good product that tourists would come through and buy and mm-hmm. actually think, okay, this is an African product, but it's, it's good quality. There's no but or um, you don't think twice to actually buy it and we wanted to create a product that appeals to a greater market, irrespective of color, race, origin, or anything like that. Right. And being within Cape Town, that has allowed us to do that because of the fact that mostly tourists come and they're looking for really good products to yeah. buy and take back home. Yeah. So, yes, it has been challenging like anything, but I think because we really believe in what we're doing um, and people really see what we're doing, that's what has helped us through. Yeah. And where 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 do you source most of your fabric from? Because I mean, I want to talk about your choice of leather, but let's let's start with with your, your the choice of fabric that you use. Okay, well, most of our fabrics we actually buy in Ghana, mm-hmm. uh, mostly West African yeah. prints. Yeah, um, and then we also have been starting to try and buy the fabrics that are more naturally processed, like your kente cloth. Yeah, so the ones that are really done not 
you know, screen print and that kind of thing. So most of our fabrics come from West Africa directly. Mm-hmm. And um, in, um, in, in studio, I have Batini from Batini Designs. And okay. one of the questions that I also asked her was that for a while, South African women didn't really wear traditional mm. clothing unless it was for a specific event. Have you Absolutely. seen that, 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 that transition? Have you seen that, that, that crossover happening more in Cape Town now? There has been a massive transition. And um, I think it's the way people are now viewing African prints. Mm. It has always been that kind of thing where um, it's, you know, our mothers wear that kind of clothing and that kind of thing. But people wear it with pride and it really, it feels so good when people come through and they, you know, we also make dresses and that kind of thing. Yeah. But people actually come through and they, they want a dress, not for a, a traditional African wedding, but because you know, they're going to any odd event. Yeah. So it's been really beautiful to see how we, as well as Africans, have shifted our mindsets by thinking it's only for traditional wear and, yeah. you know, you can't wear it within the corporate environment and, you know. Yeah, that, that, that it actually does have a, a strong sense of elegance and sophistication to it. Yes. And you, you use a lot of leather in, in, in a lot of your, your items. Why, why choice of leather? Okay, well, because we've, we now specifically focus on handbags, mm. what we did was we, being wanting to be a global brand, mm. we decided what is the unique element that we can use which will make the product appeal to a wider market and, you know, like for people to just say um, it's African, but it's also got that elegant feel. So we chose to use leather mm. because of the fact that you know, you don't really see fabric and leather put together in yeah. a really interesting way. Yeah. So that's what we did. And our bag is, our typical bag is a bag that you can use in four different ways. It's a very innovative product as well. Okay. Let's talk about that. Yes. Okay. Well, basically, it's a fold over bag mm-hmm. and you can fold it over in, let's just say, four different ways. So if you fold it over on the one side, you'll have the fabric and the leather. And on the other side is the leather and the fabric. But oh, at wow. the very same time, it can be a plain leather bag. Yeah. So our main objective was to create an innovative product which can be used in so many different ways. Mm. However, we only make one of each as well. Oh, wow. And I suppose, well, then that, that, that brings me to <clears throat> the choice of name. Where, how did you guys come up with a, with, with, with a label name? Okay. Um, when we were doing clothing, we always really custom-made, so mm. clients would come through. We would never produce ranges of items. We okay. mainly focus on an individual. So that has always been our concept because of the fact that we, we love relationships with our clients. Yeah. So that whole unique aspect, and we also try and, you know, um, the way we source our products, we also try and find offcuts of different types of elements to create that uniqueness and that mm. one of each-ness, because you're an individual, Rosie. You don't want to look like anybody else. <laughs> yes, and you're special. And if that bag is going to cost you a lot of money, mm. it's got to be special. Yeah. You know, so we want to be on that international stage and offer a luxury product to the maximum. Yeah. Yes. And one of the things that I, when I was doing my research on about you, <clears throat> you mentioned that sustainability and conserving the earth and natural resources is one of your main values. How do you how do you um, maintain that within within your brand? Okay, we are we maintain that in the sense that going back to the fact that we only do one of each. Yeah. That allows us to be able to source offcuts 
from mm. designers like Fatini. Um, you know, so if they have offcuts that they don't use as African designers, we would get that off them instead of throwing that away. Right. You know, right. and we do that within, you know, going to Mozambique and um, Ghana and West Africa. Mm. So we don't just buy um, like huge heaps of fabric. We actually buy off offcuts and that's the way where we create a... Um, you know, a product in the, in the, that's of that nature. Yeah, yeah. And where where have you showcased your work? Okay, we've showcased at New York now, which mm-hmm. is in August 2015. Um, we Congratulations. Design, thank you. <laughs> we've showcased at Design in Dalva 2015 as well. Um, my mom recently came back from the India International Trade Fair as mm-hmm. well. Oh, Wow. And, I mean, I ask Bettini this, and I always ask um, a female entrepreneurs when they're in studio. Yeah. We, you know, we have a lot of challenges as it is an, as an entrepreneur. But what yeah. our, as, as, as women and as black women, the challenges are a lot larger. What have your challenges been over the last couple of years? I think the challenges have been very broad um, in terms of managing staff, for mm-hmm. instance. Mm-hmm. Um, how how, how big is your staff? <laughs> We have a group. We are a group of ten in total. Wow. Okay. Yes, and our main production line is is quite male dominated. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's also quite a challenge, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it's got to do with how you look at those challenges and how you, you know, you move around them to just create what you know your objective of what you want to do because nothing comes without those challenges. Yeah. And I mean, if we look at women like. Um, for Lauren Shaw Alakija from Nigeria, yeah. I mean, um, she started off as a fashion designer doing what she's doing, but I mean, she's into oil and gas, which is a male-dominated industry. Yeah. So personally, I look at people like that and I think, okay, maybe these challenges are really small. <laughs> she must have gone through a lot more. Yeah. So I think it's just, it's all about you as an in- in- individual, mm. you know, and I'm very blessed to have my mom because, we work so perfectly together. Yeah. Well, you can see. I mean, and but I also noticed that you you guys also do styling. Let's talk about mm-hmm. that aspect mm-hmm. of the business. Okay. The aspect of styling is my side of, mm-hmm. um, you know, my mom is creative in terms of product. Mm-hmm. She is the creative director and um, she brings out all the products that we do. And my side of the business is actually the styling side mm-hmm. where I put things together and, um I've done a lot of styling work in the past for magazines like Elle um, and that kind of thing. So that's that's just the passion, I guess. And Mm. that's how our brand actually really comes together because my mom being the creative in terms of product quality and production and me having my retail finance and styling background. It just really does come together nicely. Yeah, it's a whole package that comes together. Yes, I'm going to open up with a, a question to, to, to both of you. Um, okay. In terms of, of, of the future for African fashion, and Bettina, maybe you can start with this. Where, 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 where do you see it going? Where do you see it heading? Um, I think we're going, everybody's just going to express themselves in any way they want with clothes, and yeah. it's going to be okay. Yeah. They can be bright, they can be, you know, whatever they want to be, anytime, anywhere in the world, mm. and it'll be acceptable for a lot of people yeah. and themselves. Yeah. So I think we're becoming more confident and more, you know, understanding of ourselves, comfort- comfortable in our own skin, and it's it's starting to show, and I think we're going to see more and more of that going Yeah, on. yeah. Mm. And, 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 and um, what's, your, what's your take on that, Tambora? Um, I agree with exactly what Fatini is saying, um, that people are becoming more confident, um, 
about being African, in fact. Mm. Um, and that just explains everything from dress, from eating. Um, and I just think Africa is becoming global. And yeah. we as people and as young people who are doing this need to inspire each other and encourage each other to do more yeah. because our continent has quite a huge population. But if it's only a few of us doing it, you know, we need to just move really fast and mm. be on that global platform, you know, and have brands which appear within, you know, retail spaces within the UK and all various different countries. Mm. So I think it's getting there. It will take some time like anything. But, you know, if we just look ahead in that direction, then, you know, it's possible. Mm. And in terms of, I mean, you, you, you spoke about, I mean, you, you were in New York, you were at the design in Daba. Have you managed to, to, to get assistance from, from government and from, from co- uh, corporate key players? Yes, absolutely. Um, most of our assistance come, has been coming from the DTI, mm-hmm. um, CEDA as well. Yeah. In Cape Town, we have an institution called the Cape, Cape Crossing Design Institute mm-hmm. that helps us out a lot. So, to be honest with you, we have been getting really great support yeah. from um, all those um, departments. Now, one of the, the 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 main issues with, I suppose, anybody within the artistic sphere is is that we don't have trademarks or anything in place in terms of mm. of of. Um, of, of people copying your type of work And I mean oh, there was this whole big hoo-ha A couple of day, weeks ago about Somebody else who who who, who um, uh, Accused Another another mm-hmm. person of, of Stealing her designs and so forth mm-hmm. How how have you maintained that And I'll ask Bettini first How have you maintained that authenticity And if it, if it has happened to you How have you dealt with, the, with, with that whole process um, You know like I said people generally know what they want so they'll show you a picture and say please make me this yeah and i always say no yeah i always say no i say tell me what you like about it maybe we can find a way to make it you or something Mm. so i i've said i've actually turned people away because they wanted me to copy other people's work because i don't want anyone copying my work right and another thing is that your customers that are loyal to your brand They protect you because I have people sending me pictures of my clothes on other people's sites being advertised as theirs. Wow. So they will say, I saw your dress mm. and um, I don't think that person is, is crediting you for the design. In fact, mm. they are putting it across as if it's their own design. Yeah. I would you know, naturally get in touch with that person um, privately and mm. say, please take it down. That's my and that picture will definitely have my name on it. They will crop it out. Wow, they they crop so it's, it out. It's gotten it's even it's gotten to that yeah, level. Yeah, they crop it out and just put the picture without the my logo. Wow, and I will tell them wherever you got the picture, they would have had my name. Yeah, and if they don't, then we we, we take it to the streets. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we take it to the streets. I'm sorry. We roll up, we roll up our shirts. We take off our earrings. <laughs> Tamborai, have you have you experienced anything along those lines? Yes, I mean, we, it's something that happens on a daily basis. Um, and it's happened, you know. Um, but what we've done is we've obviously researched, like, in terms of putting the correct mechanisms in place for mm. that. But it's very difficult as a young business, mm. you know, um, the cost involved for that kind of thing. Yeah. And in fact, it's very, it, it seems very difficult because we don't have, um, in, within our fashion industry, I think Fatini will agree. Um, you know, regulatory boards yeah. to stand up for such things. Mm. You know, so it's, it's but really, are, really are those type of boards, regulatory boards, are they? As, as I mean, is it? Or do you find them across, like in the West, in in, in Europe or so? 
so. I'm not 100% sure, but mm. I mean, I'm working, I mean, I come from a banking environment, so if we have um, boards for those kind of things, why can't we have boards for the creative industry, yeah. you know, who regulate our behavior within the creative industries that we remain authentic and don't copy each other's work. Yeah, yeah. So like Bikini also said once again, your customers are actually the people who protect you the most because yeah. it doesn't matter where you go and what you do or copy our product, somebody always sends it to yeah. us. Somebody always sends images to us that, oh, did you know about this? Oh, I mm. saw the product in such and such a place. And I think it's also by you being really good to people and developing those relationships yes, yeah. with your clients that mm. allows people to protect your brand yeah you know because they also see the hard work and what you've gone through to build what you're what you've built yeah mm, and good. i suppose it's also when because I, I i strongly believe in <clears throat> um the the laws of attraction so if you're going to be pulling mm. out the the authenticity and you're going to be putting out the realness of your mm. brand you're going to attract those type of customers that's, that's true mm. you know and where where could we find your designs Okay, you can, in Cape Town, you can find us at the VNA Watershed, mm-hmm. which is um, the creative market within the VNA Watershed. And we're at Hub Bay Market, mm-hmm. only on a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, for the Johannesburg um, clients, you can find us at the New Workshop, New Town. Okay. And then we have our own outlet of 27 boxes. Oh, wow. wow. Congratulations. Yes. And, and what's, what's on the game plan for the next couple of months? I mean, do you have okay. any? <laughs> global. It's all about global. Yay, global. that's what we want to hear. We want to be the Louis Vuitton of Africa because mm-hmm. it's not there, you know. So we just want to go global. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, talking about, about the Louis Vuitton of Africa, because, you know, there's, there's a lot of people have said, and I don't know if it's 100% true, but a lot of people have said, well, the reason why Louis Vuitton has really survived in South Africa is because of the West African market that are coming in to buy. Because, I mean, face mm-hmm. it, Louis Vuitton in South Africa is a lot more expensive than it is in Paris. But Absolutely. Have you, do you have a lot of West African clientele? Or, or should I rather say Pan-African clientele? We do. In fact, um, we have more of, of those clientele than our own local. Wow. Yeah, and our product mainly is in, like, so I can just say about 80% support comes from internet, the international market. While we are here locally, wow. it is about 85% um, tourists, um, you know, people coming on business. Yeah. So, so that is our market, and we're currently exporting quite a lot. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. That, nice. that's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yay. I like to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and do you design for men as well? We are heading there. We're starting off with a men's wallet. Like you said, 2016, that's where we are, you know, we're planning on mm-hmm. bringing out a product for the male market. Yeah. So, well. so May, at the moment, you, you're doing women's clothing. You've got pan bags. What else do you have on, on, under your label? Okay, we mainly focus on the handbags mm-hmm. at the moment. Yeah. Yes. Um, we do clothing, but custom make and really like projects, you know, where it will involve involved the styling as well but our main main element is the handbag yeah yes. brilliant and uh for young young designers out there who have this dream they 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 don't know what to do with it what 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 words of advice would you be able to give them okay i would give them words of advice that would involve get yourself information you know more information of what you want to do and ask for help people mm. are afraid to ask for help and People are afraid of being shut down, but somewhere, somehow, there are people who are willing to help. And yeah. I mean, I, wherever I go and wherever my mom and I on what we do, 
we are always willing to give advice and, you know, help others because we will also help. Yeah. You know, and that's how we can grow within this global continent of ours mm. by helping each other and sharing. And and from you, Bettina, what 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 bit of advice would you? Um, I'd say whatever you're feeling and whatever you love, um, go for it. Mm. And um, you must also not not take it too lightly, in, you know, in terms of how much work it actually takes to make things like this work. Mm. Yeah, it's been over a year for me, and it's been a lot of work. It mm. looks great on Facebook when you put up pictures and you know the things are done, but the chaos in the background. It's a lot. Mm. So the reality is that it's not as easy as it looks. Yeah. So if you're not, if you're not gutsy and and if you like your sleep, yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna work. True. I'm glad I'm glad you work. said that because mm. there are a lot of entrepreneurs out there who are you know pretending that it's all it's so mm. easy as a woman you can go do it and they are taking selfies whatever and having coffee you know having coffee you know it's <laughs> a Wednesday afternoon they're doing tequila shots you know and and I was speaking to a friend of mine who's a, who's an entrepreneur as well and she was like. I've been ashy for the last couple of years, you know. I mean, <laughs> I mean you know, and I think these are the dialogues that we don't need to start having. This truthful yeah. that you can't do it, mm. but but you got to go in, and yeah. it's more work, yeah, more work than you think. Whatever you're thinking, multiply it by ten. That's how much work it is. Yeah, yeah. And Tamboray, I mean, a lot of people say that you should never go into business with family, but you have debunked that myth altogether. How how have you guys maintained that? Well, my mom and I have um, a very, uh, the structure of our company, we have, you know, a segregation of duties. Okay. You know, so my mom does this specifically and I do that specifically, even though I know how to do what she does and she knows how to do what I do. Yeah. But in that sense, it really helps us out, you know, that each person's roles are very defined. Yeah. And I think also the family aspect even helps because, you know, it's the love. Love yeah. can, can do a lot. And um, we get this question all the time. How do you work together as mother and daughter? But, like, it's, it's for me, I don't picture it anyway and anyhow. Like, that's exactly how, you know, it works. And currently, it's, just, it's, it's amazing. And it's a lot of wisdom that comes from my mom and her experience as well. Yeah. You know, and my And I suppose my also side, because it's yeah. a family brand, you know, one one of the downfalls of a lot of businesses is that people who work for you might not be as passionate for your future and what and for and for your brand. But if it's if it's a mother and daughter, where it's it's a, it's your legacy. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, as others get born, you know, we you know our, my little nieces are really interested in what we do. Mm. So it's just you know you're building something that can last potentially and hopefully yeah. for a very very long time. Beautiful. Well, I look forward to seeing both of your designs at the Emmys, at the Safters. <laughs> We're just putting it out there, putting it mm-hmm. at the, the Amas, um, and and yeah, and, and and the rest of African royalty wearing it. You know, mm. it was it just it was very very striking and beautiful to to look at. And I'm going to talk about Bettina's designs. And I mean, you've also had beautiful people wearing yours, but Lyra, who's just Absolutely gorgeous, just rocking this yeah, design. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? And mm. it, was, it was a very, very proud moment that finally South Africans are mm. getting it in terms of, of the Pan-African movement. So yes. I congratulate you. Thank you. And lots and lots of love to your mum. And when I'm down in Cape Town, I will definitely pop in for, for a fitting. Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stay blessed, my darling.
Ouais, je me raconte, ouais, ouais, je déconne. Non, non, c'est pas l'école qui m'a dicté mes codes. On m'a dicté mais le rap, voilà de la boulette. Sortez les briquets, il fait trop tard que dans l'hôtel. Ouais, ouais, je me raconte, ouais, ouais, je déconne. Non, non, c'est pas l'école qui m'a dicté mes codes. On m'a dicté mais le rap, voilà de la boulette. Sortez les briquets, sortez les briquets. Y'a comme un goût de haine quand je marche dans ma vie. Comme un goût de gêne quand je parle de ma vie. Comme un goût d'aigreur chez les jeunes de l'an 2000. Comme un goût d'erreur quand je vois le tout dessus. Il me demande pas ce qu'il est fou, ça casse des vitrines. Tu parles à la mairie, je suis qu'une artiste en devenir, moi. Je suis qu'une boulette, me demande pas si j'ai le bac, j'ai que le rap et je l'embarque, je l'embrasse, je le marque, je l'embrasse. Y'a comme un goût d'attentat, comme un goût de bête en cantat, comme un goût d'entraque pendant l'entraque. Y'a comme un goût de foulette, foulette chez les mots. Comme un goût de boulette, foulette sur les sondes. for listening to the show and and um batini we didn't we didn't uh, tell our our listeners uh where they can get hold of you uh your twitter handle facebook page um facebook page batini designs that's b-a-t-h-i-n-i designs my handle on instagram is at batini designs and that's the same for twitter mm-hmm. and my clothes are available from the closet apparel and accessories boutique in Atson and um Main Maboning precinct Absolutely. I'll pop it up onto my Facebook page. And, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and I wish you all the best. Thank you so much. You know, Thanks for the invite. No, of course. But, but keep on letting us know what's happening. Yes. Um, we look, we look out for, for who's going to be wearing them on the red carpets and to, to putting your name up there and, and, uh, making us proudly South African. Thank you. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's definitely going to fly. It's, it's luxury. It's beautiful. It's sophistication. Mm. But more importantly, it's African. So exactly. thank you so much. Thanks so much. Eh? Thank you for listening to my show. Uh, we'll be back next week. Same time, same place. Um, we were supposed to have 
Joseph Benjamin last week, but unfortunately he wasn't available. So hopefully next week we will be able to profile one of Nigeria's heartthrob actors and singer, performer, TV presenter. He's done everything. He's fantastic. Until next time, follow me on Twitter, Princess RTM. Please send your compliments, your complaints. Be nice. Uh, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Until then, see you soon. Pan African Connect on CliffCentral.com. Mixmasters Entertainment. This is what feminist freedom would really sound like A cross-breed between music and those of twilight Marching as the queen of her past life A dream in the dark night Here, so she left, right, left, right March a pilgrimage on She is Gigi the dog Her cell was born Stop the Armageddon I call to the writers left Keep your words in check We need to save them before they fail their tests no lazy mind ever saved the universe. No unlearned life ever packed the funeral. So wait, never let them broad tell you what to do. Saints will say beauty is far for telling is you. Grind harder, live smarter, sharp caller. You're a woman, a father, a son, or a daughter. Buzzes are good, but frenzies are longer. You matter the most, so you need to ponder and conjure. A plan so good, they'll never be able to touch you. But love and hug you for the reasons that they try to fuck you. Ain't nobody got time for that when you hustle. They bark but can't bite. God bless the muzzle. We keep fighting though we die in the battle. Rolled into the dark with no blinkers, no saddles. I'm just waiting here trying to get my happy ever after. First verse in the Bible, Genesis was the chapter. Sun rises in the morning. I can hear you in the midst of the rise you were calling. The beginning of a story. Genesis, you're a dream unfolding. Sun rises in the morning. I can hear you in the midst of the rise you were calling. The beginning of a story. Genesis, you're a dream unfolding. Keeping it real. On CliffCentral.com. What are you doing for New Year's Eve? Join us for the sexiest VIP party at Madison Avenue, Santon's newest nightclub. Cliff Central's taking over the VIP area, so join us as our special VIP and start 2016 on the right note. General admission is 200 Rand, but our exclusive VIP party together with Absolute Vodka is 500 Rand, which includes great music with me, Gareth Cliff, O'Neill, Miss Prue, and the Cliff Central crew, an outdoor tented area, lots of bars, food, prizes, gorgeous people, and a night to remember. Book now for Cliff Central Rocks Madison at CompuTicket.com. Go to CliffCentral.com for more details and stay tuned for everything you need to know. Be absolute and rock into 2016 with us. Keeping it real on CliffCentral.com. This is CliffCentral.com.